Welcome back to MedMike, a weekly podcast dedicated to discussing the latest medical topics which affect you right in your own community. Your host, Mike Rodriguez, is a board-certified family physician in Ashburn, Virginia, who interviews experts in various fields of medicine to bring you up-to-date quickly on medical topics that you can use right away. Well, today is a beautiful spring day here in May in Northern Virginia. The grass is green, the trees are bursting with new leaves, and the flowers are showing off their best of the year. And it's tick season. If you live in my neighborhood, uh, just the mere word mention uh, of tick just drives everyone absolutely insane. Everyone's scratching and combing their arms and legs looking for critters. Uh, But uh, while this is a huge issue and big problem, certainly here in uh, Northern Virginia, uh, there is a, uh, a lot we can do to help protect ourselves uh, as well. This is a huge topic, and uh, rather than trying to cover this exhaustively, we want to keep this to uh, this podcast to a minimum, uh, I want to do a couple things. Number one, get you up to speed quickly on what Lyme disease is all about. Number two, hopefully take a bit of the mystery out of Lyme disease. Number three, debunk a few myths along the way and make it fun. And the last thing is give you some tips on how you can protect yourself. Okay, so we've got a packed agenda here. Are you ready? First things first, what is Lyme disease? It is a tick-borne illness, and it is caused by a bacteria which looks like a corkscrew. And the corkscrew bacteria hangs out in the belly of a certain kind of tick called the Ixodes tick, otherwise known as the deer tick. And this bacteria has a name. It's called Borrelia burgdorferi. And so this bacteria is hanging out there waiting for the tick to attach to a human. And when it does, the tick sucks out some of the blood from the human and it goes right into the belly, right into the stomach of the tick, and it mixes with that bacteria. Now, this whole process takes some time, 24 to 36 hours, maybe maybe even more, depending. And at this point, when the tick sort of, are you ready for this one, vomits all this material back out into the human, that's how the transmission takes place. So this is why most experts say that it takes about 36 to 48 hours for the tick to complete the entire transaction. If it's been on you much shorter than that, then the chances of uh, contracting Lyme disease would be much less likely. So it stands to reason then that whoever's outside the longest is going to have more chances to get exposure to the tick and more likely to get Lyme disease, and this is true. What's also true is that children under 10 and adults over 50 years of age also tend to be more likely to contract Lyme disease. That does not mean that teenagers can't get it or that anyone else can't get it because it actually can affect just about anybody. Peak transmission times are usually May and June, and uh, they can occur all throughout the year, but these are the the real high months. Lyme disease also has a very geographic uh, representation as well. 95% of Lyme disease cases come from 14 states, mostly in the mid-Atlantic all the way up to Maine with uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota lighting up if you were to look at a map of incidents and prevalence throughout the United States. There are other cases out in California and Florida as well, but these states uh, tend to be the highest concentrated ones. Uh, The top five in order of prevalence of Lyme disease, Maine, followed by Vermont, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. There are certain pockets 
where folks will say, uh, you know, that there's higher incidences. Even, uh, for instance, in Loudoun County, where I am, uh, there is uh, there are reports frequently that there are extraordinarily high concentrations of Lyme disease uh, in this particular county. Even though Virginia has uh, not a tremendously high prevalence of Lyme disease, or I should say incidence of Lyme disease. Now, before we get completely carried away, Lyme disease has only been known, has only been known to uh, affect humans from a tick bite. And uh, the Ixodes tick in particular is the type of tick that can cause this. Human to human interaction doesn't cause it. Dogs and cats can get Lyme disease, but they are, there haven't been any reported cases of that being transmitted from uh, from pets to, uh, to their owners or to other humans. Okay, so let's just say you've been out in the woods and or just walking through a field, doesn't take uh, long exposures in order to get a tick bite, but let's just say you had a tick bite, you, you encounter a tick, how do you know whether or not this thing could be giving you Lyme disease? Well, a couple of things to ask yourself. First of all, how long has it been on you? Is it likely that this, or possible that this tick could have been on you for more than uh, 24, 36, 48 hours. Uh, if you believe that this is not possible, then the chances are much less likely. For sure, what you want to do is remove the tick and using some tweezers, grabbing right at the base against the skin and pulling directly off is the right way to remove a tick. Don't try to put petroleum jelly or certain, I've even heard folks use lighter fluid. Oh my gosh. Uh, certainly don't try to burn the tick off your skin. Just pull it off using tweezers and you just want to remove it as quickly as you possibly can and completely as well. Don't push on the belly. You don't want to expel any of the contents of the belly through uh, uh, the head uh, lodged in the skin. Um, but you definitely want to get this out completely and uh, wash the skin immediately afterward. We often hear about a bullseye rash, otherwise known as the ECM or erythema chronica migrans rash. Uh, really, uh, the bullseye rash is probably most descriptive. And, this occurs really in about 75 to 80% of the cases reportedly. I certainly have seen a number of cases where there was no rash at all. And I would say probably if I had to guess, maybe less than that, maybe half of the patients that I've seen with Lyme disease verified serologic, uh, verified uh, uh, Lyme disease actually had or remember seeing that bullseye rash. So that's not the only telltale. Some patients will report symptoms such as general fatigue, fever, headache, stiff neck, muscle aches, joint pains, you name it. It can pretty much uh, give you all kinds of seemingly unassociated symptoms. Uh, and if you feel those and you have been bitten by a tick, then absolutely you need to be evaluated for this. Frequently, these symptoms will occur within one to two weeks after the exposure. So it doesn't tend to happen right away. It usually happens a little bit later on, uh, but it can occur up to a month. Uh, afterward. You can have the symptoms uh, sometime later, and sometimes people will often forget that they actually were bitten by a tick. Best thing to do, remove the tick completely, calmly, take a deep breath, uh, contact your uh, your provider and uh, your medical provider and, and discuss it with her or him, and uh, that's probably your best policy in that case. Sometimes lab tests are necessary, so we'll draw blood for on patients, and take a look for what we call serologic evidence or evidence in the blood uh, that you have been infected with uh, this bacteria and that you have Lyme disease. But this takes some time. So sometimes treatment would be necessary initially 
without even any verification by blood work. So that, again, is the kind of thing you want to discuss completely with your provider because that can get a little bit tricky. Best thing you can do is not panic and just follow the course. Now, how can you prevent all this? That's actually the best treatment is probably... So before going out into the woods, think about using some tick repellent, anything that contains DEET, up to 50% for adults, uh, and using something with less than 30% for young children uh, is probably a good way to go. Anything also with permethrin. Permethrin is a different kind of compound which is applied to uh, shoes and clothing, not to the skin, whereas the DEET-containing products, these would be like the uh, tick repellent sprays, mosquito sprays that contain uh, 50% and 30% DEET, uh, that is applied directly to the skin. Wearing long pants can be a hassle in the summertime, but can actually be a, quite a big help. You can also get socks and pull them up over your pant legs. Uh, you're not going to really be making a fashion statement there, but you will be smart and you will be decreasing your risk for Lyme disease. Long sleeve shirts also can be very helpful as well. Probably the biggest thing you can do is do a skin check as soon as you get back. And then check underneath the arms and the groin area, skin folds just in general. These things can hide out and you wanna remove them as quickly as you can. Because again, if you get them early, then you avoid all of this hassle and you don't have to have all of the worry that you might if this thing, if a tick had been on you for, for quite some time. Okay, so to wrap up, protect yourself when you go out. Use DEET-containing products on the skin directly, use permethrin on shoes, clothing. You can even use it and apply it to tents and around the yard. Uh, if you find a tick on you, get it off immediately. If you have any questions, seek attention from a medical provider. This is nothing to play around with, but certainly something very preventable and hopefully you're gonna be much less afraid than you were when you first started this podcast. Check out the links in the launch page. And as always, please let me know if you have any suggestions, any comments, or any good jokes at any time. Thanks again.